again. Thank you, John. Appreciate your leading us in worship. Happy Thanksgiving weekend time. Everybody have a good time? Did, did uh, everybody get enough to eat? Did anybody eat too much? We'll take your confession now and be done with that. Get that out of the way. What a great time of year. I love the uh, holidays. I love the, the spirit, the joy of around. You know, uh, 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 the, on Black Friday, you could go out and you saw all these people. They just wanted to be together at stores celebrating and, you know, lifting their voices up and their hands, making gestures. All this kinds of stuff was going on. I'm sure they were in the Christmas spirit and all they were doing, you know, right? Well, the, this series is on joy, so we want to talk about that, the, uh, you know, joy is not just for the holidays. We want to learn to have joy every day, right? Now, I'm telling you, I know this is difficult for some people. I know that it's so easy for you not to have joy because you can see everything that's negative happening around the world. You know what I'm talking about? You're the kind of person that when you leave a room, it lights up. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever met those kind of folks? The, I, I mean, you know, just here, they're afraid if they smile, their face may break, you know? Uh, but we want get, to get us out of that kind of thing. Now, I'm not talking about just happiness. Now, happiness typically depends on things outside of us. It comes from the word happenstance. And so things happen outside that may affect our emotions. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the joy of the Lord that gives us strength, right? And so that joy is something inside of us. It's an inside job, this joy is. We want to be God's people full of joy. And that's amazing because on the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all those others we know will tell people, I've got to be more kind. I've got to practice gentleness. But joy is one we don't talk about practicing. But joy is a decision. It's a choice. And it's something you have to practice. Now, and we're not too good at that sometimes, you know. Uh, when our uh, kids uh, 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 were little, we worked at camp, all those kind of things, we used to sing a song, and one of the verses in it was, Joy is a flag that's flown, had a flag up like you had your arm up, you know, a flag that's flown in the castle of my heart, in the castle of my heart, in the castle of my heart. Remember that? Joy is a flag that's flown. In the All right, y'all get your flags up. Get your flag up. There you go. Castles like this. And heart. Okay, you got it? All right. It, it goes like worship team. Y'all turn your mics on. Help me out a little bit. All right? It goes like, Joy is a flag that's flown in the castle of my heart. In the castle of my heart. In the castle of my heart, joy is a flag that's flown in the castle of my heart, and the king is in residence there. So lift it high in the sky, let the whole world know, let the whole world know, let the whole world know. So lift it high in the sky, let the whole world know that the king is in residence there. All right, I, we, uh, I know that that was on live feed, and I'm, some of you worried about how many people saw your hands go up in the air. It's okay. Maybe we could edit that or something. Some were a little worried. Some of your houses looked like they were falling down, but it's okay. We got it. We got it going on there, right? You know, one of the things that brings joy to me is thinking about the future. I mean, thinking about heaven. 
you know, uh, uh, we sing another song, Heaven is a Wonderful Place, right? You try to describe it, but, but it's, it's difficult for us sometimes because we think so much that heaven's kind of just like floating on clouds up there. But I love Bill. I appreciate your study on heaven to bring it more uh, uh, tangible to us in our hearts and our minds, you know. Uh, uh, you ever even dream about heaven? I dreamed, I dreamed the other day I went to heaven. I got up there and St. Peter says, Mike, you're, you made it, but you, you barely made it. And I thought, barely, man. He said, yeah, see, see this woman over here? She's seven foot tall, one eye in the middle of her forehead and big old eyebrow and ugly. You got to spend the first thousand years with her. I said, well, at least I made you. Now, look over there, and there's Josh Hudnall. He's walking around. He's got a good-looking girl on each arm. I thought, wait a minute. St. Peter, I, I, I know I live as, as good or better than Josh. He said, no, no, hold on, Mike. You don't understand. Those girls, they barely made it. Okay. No. That's all your CR people clapping, by the way, Josh. I want you to know. They really got your back over there. You didn't barely make it. The blood of Christ has cleansed you. you sing, we sing songs like Blessed Assurance and Amazing Grace. We didn't barely make it by the skin of our teeth. We are confident in our salvation because of what God has done for us through Jesus. And we don't deserve it, but we have grace and we have mercy. And for that, we celebrate. And for that, we can have joy. And we can practice joy. And we can decide to be a joyful people. I'm kind of like Abraham Lincoln. He said most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. And so many of us need a little change of mind. We need to make up our mind. Joy is something you choose. It's something you practice. It's something you depend upon. Because the source of joy is the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Those are the fruits of God. Look, that comes because of the gospel. And so we're going to look in the book of Philippians, chapter 1. If you will turn over there with me. And I'm going to give you just a kind of a quick outline of this chapter. Each week we'll have a, a lesson on joy out of a different chapter of Philippians over the next four weeks. But this first one's out of chapter 1. And in verses 1 through 11, you're, we're going to find there's joy and gospel partnership. And uh, uh, he's going to say three things in, in, in this section. He's going to tell them, I, I have you in my mind. I remember you. I have you in my heart. I have some great strong feelings for you. And I have you in my prayers. And you know what? That's a neat thing to remember too, isn't it? Then in the second part of the, uh, this chapter one, he's going to talk about this confidence that he has. Even when he has critics and even when he's in crisis, he still has confidence in the Lord. And he can live that way. In the last half of this, uh, the last third of this chapter, he's going to talk about even challenges to come. Even those, we're going to be able to be faithful in our actions, firm in our unity, and fearless in our battles. And we do that with joy. Look here in Philippians, starting chapter 1, verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. Got them in their mind, right? In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this that he who began a good work and you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus it's right for me to feel this way about you see he has them in his heart too but whether I am in change or defending or confirming the gospel all of you sharing God's grace with me God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern 
what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Joy and gospel partnership. <clears throat> I lost my voice last week about the end of the second service. <coughs> and it took a few days uh, to get that back. Still not quite totally there. So uh, pardon me if I uh, have to stop and get a swallow of water every now and then, okay? <clears throat> I've been very fortunate to, to be in partnership with a lot of people in the gospel. My first ministry job was with uh, Ray Melton and Randy Green in 1980 in New Valley, Texas. What a great partnership. So a lot of people won to the Lord. And it, was, and it was a learning experience, but it was a joyful time. We had a partnership. And then over the years, I've been able to partner with other people in, in, in sharing the good news. And then, of course, uh, uh, years ago when I came back here to uh, preach with Alan, Alan and I partnered in preaching together. And now Trent and I get to partner. And, of course, our whole staff with, with David and Josh and Mike and, and Paul and everybody, all, uh, uh, Lou Ann, Lori, all of them, Beverly. Well, it's a great team that partners. And we're all about one thing, getting the gospel out from here into other people's hearts because we know what a joy it is to have the good news. It all comes back down to the gospel. Without the story of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection, there is no joy. Without forgiveness of sins, there is no joy. Without having my guilt taken away, there is no joy. That's why legalism is so dangerous because Satan keeps you locked into guilt and fear and all those things that steal your joy. Joy in partnership because of the gospel. But I'll tell you what else. There's joy in confident living. Look what Paul said, verse 12. I want you to know, brothers, what's happened to me is really served to advance the gospel. Remember, he's in jail. It's not his first experience in jail. How many of you have ever been in jail? No, don't. I was just kidding. Don't raise your hand. <coughs> Several hands were starting to go up. Oh, wait. Well, if you happen to find yourself there, I hope you can be like Paul and Silas. Remember what, what they were like in the book of Acts? It's midnight, and they're singing in the jail. I don't know if Paul's over there. He's saying, Silas, crank up a song over there. I mean, I don't know if that's the exact, you know, if that's the Greek way to say that or not. But, you know, that's what he was saying, right? Hey, crank us up a song. And I'll say, yeah, you know, the blue skies and rainbows or, or you know, all those kinds. And so I don't know what they were singing, but they're singing songs. And they're in jail. And an earthquake comes. And the jailer's scared because he thinks they've all escaped. And they said, no, we're right here. And the opportunity comes and they teach him the gospel. And remember in verse 34 of that chapter? The Bible says that, that jailer was full of joy because he came to believe in God, he and his whole family. As they were immersed that night, baptized into Christ. That's where joy is. Finding that new relationship with God. And so Paul's been in jail before, and so he's in this tough situation. He says, uh, th throughout the whole palace guard, to everyone else, that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. It's true. Some preach Christ out of uh, envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing I put here for the defense of the gospel. The former, they preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely. Suppose that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. I love Paul's attitude. Look what he says. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, 
Whether false motives are true, Christ is preaching because of this I rejoice. You know, Paul said, look, I've got some troublemakers. I've got some critics. I've got some people causing problems. They want to stir up problems for me. But you know what? If they're preaching Christ, I don't even care if their motives are bad. I just want the name of Christ to get out there. And you know what? It'd be a good idea for us to get out of the motive judging business. Always trying to look in and decide what somebody's heart is about what their religious belief is and about deciding whether they're right or wrong and all this kind of stuff. Look, look, God will take care of their motives. Look, I need to quit trying to be God. Trying to be God, it'll just wear you out. Right? Because it ain't our job. It is our job to preach Jesus, and I am excited about anyone, whether they got good motives or bad, I'm proud Jesus is being preached. Yeah, there are folks who will try to stir up trouble against you when you're out there preaching and teaching. That's okay. He says, who cares about that? I'm just proud Jesus is being spoke about day in and day out. And Paul says, verse 20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed. But I have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And here's the verse I love. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. <clears throat> if they let me live, that's great. I'm living to Christ. If I die, I got something better waiting for me on the other side. Now, that's an attitude that you can have joy, no matter what your circumstance. Look. Joy is not about what's happening to you from the outside. It's about the attitude you choose to have from the inside. And you can't have the right one if you're not sold out for Christ. For to me to live is Christ. To die is gain. He said, look, I'd rather just go ahead and go to be heaven. But for whatever reason, the Lord's kept me here for a while for your benefit. So I'm glad to be a part of it. That's what he says. So in spite of his critics... And in spite of his crisis, and in spite of his circumstances, he has the joy of the Lord. And you can too. Because I know some of you are sitting around there and you've got the, you've got the if only idea. If only I had more money. If only I had more talent. If only I had a better job. Look, money never made anyone more generous. Talent never made anyone more grateful. And more of anything never made anyone more joyful. It really does. Some people walk around, they hope they're going to walk through life, and they got the, I hope, I hope, I hope, but it's not a biblical hope, right? It's the kind of hope you have for when you're in school, you know, and you, you, uh, you come out and your parents ask you about your grades, and, and uh, uh, you say, Dad, I, I, you know, I hope I passed algebra. And he says, oh, come on, son, be positive. He said, Dad, I'm positive I, I, positive I passed it. I'm positive I failed it. I'm positive I don't know what I did in it, right? Because he doesn't have a clue what's going on. You know, you look, you think, how can I prepare for life if I'm blind, walking around hoping I kick an empty bag, all of a sudden it's full of money, and look what I found. How many people are going out buying the tickets at the stores, hoping, hoping, hoping that that'll change my life? Real joy is only found in Christ. It's in Christ. It's not about your circumstances. That's why even when I'm going through a difficult time, even when there's a loss in my life, I can still have joy because my joy is not about 
where my emotions always are. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And then he says there's joy in gospel challenges to come. Look at verse 27. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I'll know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had and now here, that I still have. Look here. If you're going through suffering, you're in good company. Paul did too. That's what he tells him. I got a letter this week. Email. Some of our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. Struggling over there. There's bombing. There's houses being destroyed. Some of our brothers and sisters have had their places destroyed. They, have no, they no longer have homes, so they're gathering up with other brothers and sisters. Our relief ministry has already sent some funds there to help them best we can. <clears throat> and a big, long letter, and in it shows a picture of someone being baptized. And I thought, they got it going on. They're in the middle of a terrible situation, they're sharing the gospel. In the middle of losing their homes and having to stay with each other and having to gather up food and, and split it up just to feed one another, they still got the joy of the Lord. And I thought that's just because, look, your house can be gone. You're just one, one natural disaster away from losing everything physically that we have, right? It can be gone tomorrow. It can be gone. The house, the car, the whatever we are trying to hold on to. If your joy or your happiness somehow or another is attached to your possessions... It's, you're never going to make it in life. You'll be up and down all the time. Look, it's not about those things. How can you make it through life with joy and contentment in your heart? How can you make it? How can you have joy every day? You do so because your focus is on a man called Jesus Christ. Joy is found in the gospel and nowhere else. Oh, there are outside things that give us moments of emotional, you know, delight or happiness, right? You know, somebody wins a big ball game, right, Tommy Barker, wherever you are, right? I mean, there's, there's joy, right? Or you lose one, but if you lose one, what? You don't lose your joy for life. So what? Your emotions go up and they go down and they change in life. That's part of the journey. But consistent joy is underneath in your heart because of the gospel. Hey, don't let politics steal your joy. Don't let the sinfulness of our culture, while we stand up and challenge it, don't let it steal your joy. Don't let negative people infiltrate your heart and life and who gripe and complain about everything in the world, don't let them steal your joy. Don't be around those kind of folks. And look, if you've been in our own church family, you know, there's a verse that says, do everything without griping and complaining. Don't be a griper and don't be a complainer. 
You, you just steal people's joy when you do. And you're not joyful. I want you to have some joy. That joy doesn't come from being negative about everything. Learn to be a person that practices joy. Choose joy. Decide to grow in it. I mean, some of these corners here need to come up. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, your face will break if something happens. It really won't. I promise. There's joy in the Lord. And I know in the holidays, you know, it can be tough times because there can be families who go through difficult situations. You don't have to lose your joy because of difficult circumstances. Trust in the Lord. I'll tell you what, though. If you're going to feed 24 hours a day on the news and see all the, all the terrible things that are going on in life out there, you won't have any joy. If you're going to sit and let negative people dump garbage into your heart and mind all the time, you won't have any joy. If you're going to be a person that surrounds yourself with negative people, always unhappy and always grappling, you won't have any joy. You can't put a bunch of garbage in and then expect all of a sudden to have joy out. It doesn't work that way. Put good stuff. Listen to some Christian music. Put it, have it on your car. You know, get, get, off the, get off the news station for a while, okay? I mean, like, you get even on the weather. You get on there, and the, and the guy says, 20% chance of rain. You're like, oh, no. Hey, how about 80% chance of sunshine there? You know, that's a pretty good thing, right? Somehow change your outlook. There's some positive things going on in life. And you and I have the greatest, best news in the world for people. It's a joy to share it, and it's a joy to see people like we did in, in, in the first assembly today. Two of them were baptized into Christ. That's joy. You want in on some of that? You find it in the gospel. Don't walk out of here today a miserable person by missing the Lord. If you need to be baptized into Christ, we're going to offer an invitation here in a moment. You walk down here and name Jesus the Lord of your life. Be baptized, start life all over. Have some joy. If you've allowed yourself to lose your joy, then claim it back. Repent and get out of sin and mess out of your life and start walking with the Lord again. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. If you have a need to respond, do so. Well, we, together we stand and sing.